0: Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Okay, here we go. We are in week five of the One Event Podcast. How's everybody doing out there? As always, I am David Schiff here with my partner in crime, Miles V. Miles, what's going on this week?
1: I am Miles. Maybe you've heard of me. And welcome to our newest listeners from India, Venezuela, and Israel. All joining us for our U.S. listeners from Finland and, and Brazil as well. So it's very exciting to be global. And speaking of exciting, we have our very first guest today on Want Bet Podcast. Yay! So I am really excited, and this is going to be a jam-packed show today. But we have David Jeskow, who's an actor, writer, comedian. He's appeared on HBO's Crashing, The Sarah Silverman Show and Men of a Certain Age, and he's done voices for Scooby-Doo, Mystery Incorporated, and Community. He's also a professional. I mean, he's been touring with Sarah Silverman, Jim Gaffigan, Dave Attell, Jeff Ross. He does his own podcasts, Just Gow in the City, Billy Joel A to Z, and he's the host of the Comedy Cellar Nightly Show. Everyone, a warm welcome for David Just Gow.
2: Hello. Very honored to be here. Thank you for that illustrious opening.
1: Well, it's nice to finally get some legitimate talent on this podcast. I mean, my partner Dave here, he took honorable mention in the Shakespeare Festival back in seventh grade. And, <laughs> you know, in my stand up, I mean, I, I couldn't warm up a toilet seat. So
2: oh, my my uh, mother and my sister still say I peaked at my bar mitzvah, sang at my bar mitzvah. My father made me sing this song that goes pardon me miss but i've never done this with a real live girl (laughs) great film but there's no sound but i promise you it sounded very much like (laughs) alfalfa
0: by the way speaking of bar mitzvahs i will point out that we are three jews recording a podcast on yom kippur so, we have a lot to atone for. We're going straight to hell. No waiting in line. But, you know what?
1: And I'm hangry, so, you know, what are you going to do?
0: Well, Dave, well, we're going to call you Jessica, we've decided, because I am also Dave. So, Jessica, thank you for joining us. Um, as a reminder to everybody, the Wanna Bet podcast is a competition. Miles and I do compete every week. We add $1,000 to our banks. Uh, we have to bet all of that on at least three bets uh, primarily the NFL, and those bets have to be at least $100. So, Jessica, if you will bear with us for just a minute, we have a little bit of
1: housekeeping business to do, which is to recap last week's bets. We can, but having said that, if you uh, find anything interesting or you want to point out something, feel free to... Listen, to I listened
2: and- to your podcast last week, so you go ahead and I'll come in when I'm when I'm ready, when I hear what I need to hear, which I know exactly what you're going to say.
0: Can, can you just give us a hint of who you're going in after, no. so
2: we can be prepared? Okay, yeah, fair enough. Um, actually, I think it's it's David. Oh boy! All right, I'll tell you then. You you took Pittsburgh against the Jets, and that's what you get. So why don't you lead us off, David? <laughs> and I can't believe uh, you lost that bet, but I, I mean, I was really happy, but I was upset with you for taking against the Jets.
0: Right. So I had the under, I had the under in that game, 40 and a half. I had bet three thirty to win 300. I was on top of that bet for 59 minutes and 44 seconds. Right. And I think there ought to be a law that if you take the Pittsburgh Steelers and the under the Pittsburgh Steelers have to play Mitch Trubisky
2: the entire game. (laughs) They cannot switch quarterbacks at halftime. Can you even believe they switched that quarterback? And then I'm like, why can't the Jets get a guy like you know he brings them down and they score a touchdown? I'm like, you know this is so unfair. And then go figure, the guy uh, comes uh, comes around. Zach Wilson. Zach Wilson. Yeah, you got screwed because uh, and they were they they didn't even wait. They just were like that. Nope, let's do it now. It's time.
0: Yeah, and he and he's done. And uh, you know uh,
2: Pickett is starting next week.
0: Now a little bit of a mixed bag. He had two rushing touchdowns, but he did throw three interceptions. We'll see going forward, but unfortunately for me, Pittsburgh did pull the trigger. Uh, I was I was all over that bet until the last minute, but I do lose that bet, unfortunately. Uh, let's go to bigger and better things. Um, my second bet is I had Philadelphia minus 6.5 at home against Jacksonville. I bet 220 to win 200. Jacksonville came out and they punched Philadelphia in the mouth. It was 14 to nothing at the end of the first quarter, and I'm like, oh my God, you have got to be fucking kidding me. They had a pick six and it just took Jacksonville a little bit I'm sorry, it just took Philadelphia a little bit of time to get
2: going. No, I can't believe they covered I can't believe they covered after being down fourteen nothing. It's unbelievable, right?
1: Yeah, the Jacksonville gave it away. I'm sorry.
2: No,
0: no, you're absolutely right. I mean, Trevor Lawrence really at the end of the day was not good. He had five turnovers. He lost four fumbles through an interception. Philadelphia's a good team. Uh, that's what a good team does. So they won by eight. I win that bet. So I put 420 in my bank for that. Now, Detroit minus four and a half against Seattle at home. I had bet 330 to win 300. Now, Quick little story. We record on Wednesdays. On Wednesday last week, DeAndre Swift and Amon, uh, you know, Amon Ross St. Brown were questionable, as is half the NFL on a Wednesday. Turns out on Friday, they're ruled out. And I'm like, oh my God, Detroit's not going to have enough offense. They're not going to win the bet. Offense not the problem. <laughs> yeah,
1: TJ Hawkinson had himself a game.
0: TJ Hawkinson, um, their running back, had a great game. They made Geno Smith... Look like Joe Montana. The Seattle Seahawks did not punt in the game. The Seattle Seahawks. That is insane. It's crazy. They gave up 48 points to the Seattle Seahawks. Final score 48-45. DK Metcalf had a big game. I mean Goff did have four touchdowns, but you know, if you can't get off the field with the Seahawks, you don't deserve to win. I did not deserve to win. I lost that bet. Uh, That was a final 48 to 45, so I don't put that $630 in my bank. But my final bet, I bet New England plus 10 on the road against Green Bay, 120 to win 109, and as they say in the NFL, you cannot stop Bailey Zappi. You can only hope to control Bailey (laughs) Zappi. Uh, I think I had this game exactly right in that Green Bay completely overlooked New England. You know, they, they, they thought they were going to have Brian Hoyer coming in there. They were coming off an emotional win in Tampa Bay and they just, you know, just were lazy getting out of it and they're not a great team.
1: Green Bay has the talent to win by 35 and they make everything close. And uh, I, I was very surprised that that bet actually came in when you're talking about third string quarterbacks, but yeah, that really wasn't even that much of danger. In fact, I think New England almost outright won the game.
0: Green Bay was never more than four points ahead. Went to overtime, right? Yeah, kicked a field goal in overtime. So I finished the week two and two. I put $649 in my bank. That was my week. Miles, how'd
1: you do? Well, I have two very big lessons from week four that I'm going to now start implementing here, okay? Lesson number one is to stop betting against home underdogs. I say this every podcast, and yet I continue to disregard my own advice. And this week going forward, I'm going to start heeding my advice, but stop that. Lesson two, don't tinker. Okay? I had all my bets ready, and then I changed my mind at the last minute, and no good ever comes of that. So I I turned what would have been a 2-1 and week into a 2-2 and week, and I need to stop tinkering with bets. It's like uh, those episodes in the league with Ruxin when he plays with his fantasy lineup the very end (laughs) i I am not i am a lawyer but i am not Ruxin, and i need to stop (laughs) no tinkering so i was right about the kc tampa game and if you followed my advice you were done watching that game at halftime i said that game is going to go over and i had it at 45 and at halftime it was at 45 it was the highest scoring first half in the league this year and you were counting your money so that was uh that was going to be my 440 bet, but I changed it at the end, don't tinker, to 330, but that was a winner, and that one was never in doubt.
0: Can, can I just interject my favorite, you know, I like sort of crazy obscure stats. Tampa Bay Buccaneers scored 31 points, and they had three yards of rushing in the game. Huh. Rashad White had six, and Leonard Fournette had minus three. So the fact that they scored 31 points, that's pretty hard to do.
1: This was Tom Brady and Patrick Mahomes trying to bounce back from week previous week's poor performance, and I just knew that was going to hit, barring any hurricane in Tampa. Uh, I was wrong on my Browns back. You goofed up, kid. I had the Browns going into Atlanta, and I thought that they would win. Again, don't take the road favorite. Uh, I watched that game. The Browns, on the very first drive of the game, get into the red zone. It gets to be fourth down and three from, from goal, uh, fourth and goal from the three. And instead of putting up your easy three points, they decide to go for it and they fail. And I just keep asking myself, why are all these teams getting so aggressive? You're on the road. Get your points. Put the pressure on the other team. That's what happened to the Ravens, too. Same thing. Yes.
0: Not only didn't get it, but they threw an interception in the end zone and it gave Buffalo better field position to go down and kick the last second
1: field goal. The worst possible case scenario for the Ravens.
2: Yeah. And they lost by three.
1: (laughs) And then they're just their overall game plan. I had said, this is Nick Chubb's homecoming. He's getting back to Georgia where he grew up and played at UGA and he's going to have a ton of fans there. And the truth is uh, I was watching the game and they did a whole segment on that. And then the commentators talked about that for like 45 seconds. And it turns out Nick Chubb, he had 118 yards and a touchdown. He was averaging 6.2 yards a carry. Why they didn't just keep handing him the ball. He only had 19 carries. I think Cleveland would have won. But at the end of the day, they lost by three. Hello, let's kick a field goal on the first drive. You know, you're not going to, then you don't lose by three.
2: Well, I like it. I mean, I like, I mean, I hate when they don't make it, but, you know, I like betting the overs, too. So, you know, I like it. Oh, good. We'll talk about that in a minute. I never bet the unders because it's (laughs) un-American. Unless it's the Pittsburgh Steelers.
0: And they're starting Mitch Trubisky. Didn't we establish that? (laughs) But they have to keep him in the game.
1: Well, Jessica, I'm told that you are part of this weekly confidence pool where you actually have to pick every game against the spread. So I would assume you're very versed in uh, in, in all the teams that are playing. And- I'm versed
2: at it. I just never. I mean, I came in uh, third two weeks ago, which was exciting. You know, your sister won the entire pool uh, two three years ago, which is why she's so adamant about because I was going to stop it after uh, 2020. And then she's like, what? And she started screaming at me like, "What? you keep that pool going or else there's going to be trouble. And, you know, she's terrifying. So I kept it going pretty much for her. But that's, of course, because she won one year, you know, which was amazing.
1: Yeah, that is amazing. I, I didn't know it ran in our family, but uh,
2: that's good. Yeah, yeah. yeah. She won No, And you got to pick every game. Sarah Silverman came in first the first week. She's in the pool too. And she came in first.
1: Now that's crazy.
2: Miles,
0: is a- is your sister doing all of her legitimate picking? Or are you pulling some of the strings behind the scenes there as a family kind of uh, favor?
2: No, so she does it herself, right?
1: Yeah, I'll give her all the credit in the world.
2: And so does Sarah. And when her and Jimmy Kimmel were dating, I thought for sure he was making her picks for her. But she, but I've seen it. I've seen her have the website open you know, in her hotel room when she's making the picks, it's all her. And then she even told me her system on a podcast one day.
1: Is it anything like uh Dwayne from what's happening back in the seventies where he picked based on the helmet colors?
2: Wait, was, was that Dwayne or was that a uh, rerun who did that?
1: I think it was Dwayne. I think Dwayne was
2: the, I think you're right in the colors, right? Cause that also happened. Didn't that happen? Didn't Ted Knight do that? And uh, Mary Tyler Moore as well. when he had the system and him and Lou Grant were winning and, then it turned out he knew nothing. He just uh, kept betting on the on the colors, I thought too.
1: I think that's a good plot that just is a repeatable one that works.
2: Yeah, I remember that what happened in one too. I totally remember that's you know, up that that's up there with the Doobie Brothers one.
1: Which you know. which doobie you. I love that.
2: <laughs> Man, I'm gonna to go to prison for a long time, and all I got to show for it is a fat kid eating popcorn. One of my favorite lines of all time.
1: (laughs) Not enough talk about what's happening, you know. That was a great one.
2: Sorry, I can't help myself. You brought it up. No, no, no. We love it. Wait, but I want to go back to Sarah Silverman's system. What's her what's her system? Well, it's funny. I mean, it's there's not that much resistance because, well, first I look at all the home teams and I check the weather. (laughs) And I'm like, right there, I wasn't paying attention anymore because I'm like, wait, she really has a system. And then she looks at their combined score. It's just, it's not a system. It's just. It just, she does research. It's fascinating.
1: That's analytical. I mean, if David would have checked the weather week one, when he bet on uh, the, the Niners and the Bears, it would have been a completely different story.
2: I know, me too. I never checked the weather. It never occurs to me. I just don't think about it. And then when I, I bet on that Niners-Bears too, I thought that was a sure thing. Yeah, it was a monsoon. It was insane. Plus I, well, I also didn't check. I thought Jimmy Garoppolo was their quarterback. That might be a little on you. It is on me. I I didn't think they – I never liked – I thought that guy was an idiot. I like Jimmy Garoppolo, and I just keep betting on him. In fact, one of you guys I think bet the Rams this week, right?
1: Yeah. No, that was my uh, other bet.
2: That was the most obvious betting line of the week. If the 49ers were favored by two and a half, that clearly meant the Sharpies knew something because how could that be, especially you know, after the week before and everything – uh, it's one of those, how can that be? Somebody knows something.
1: You're absolutely right. And, and that one's. I, I looked at that one the morning of, changed my mind and said, how can that be? I'm getting on the Rams and I should have listened to my instincts. Again, don't tinker. And I, I may have the same problem this week when we get into that. So that was my third bet, which was a loss. But my fourth bet, which was a win, making me overall two and two and crowning me the champion of this week, was betting Arizona plus one and a half against Carolina. And the truth is, I should have taken uh, Arizona on the money line. I didn't even need the points. I really thought that they were going to be good. And look, Carolina, they're definitely having problems, uh, many of which are stemming from the fact that Baker Mayfield, he had something like 10 batted balls from scrimmage. I mean, he had more balls in his face than the guests at the pool in Dubai where Antonio Brown was staying. I mean... (laughs)
0: <laughs> nice.
1: What was worried about that game, though, was that Arizona ended up being up by 16 points at one point and they decided to go for two. Now, once again, proving my premise that there are three types of people in this world those that can count and those that can't. Why do you need an 18 point lead versus a 17 point lead? There makes no sense.
2: Well, they also, like you said, the analytics. So they have that card. There must have been either something on that card that said you're supposed to go to two when that thing is, or, you know, that's a good time to practice. I mean, it is a good time to practice, right? You want to practice that two-point conversion all the time.
1: You know what, though? They didn't get it. They remained up by 16, and what happens? Carolina scores again, so now Carolina has to go for two. I mean, they ended up failing, but, I mean, it's just it, they, they put something at risk that didn't need to be there. So they should have just kicked, whatever. I won the bet. So just
0: throwing this out there to the room, do the uh, Panthers have a car- uh, quarterback controversy now with uh, Darnold coming
2: back? Is 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 Mayfield the guy? Yes. Darnold sucks. Ass! Yes. <laughs> yeah. I don't understand why Mayfield's not good. I, I was upset that the Browns just got rid of him, but Darnold's worse. Darnold was definitely worse in preseason.
0: But Baker Mayfield is not moving the needle in Carolina. So we'll see. It's going to be interesting.
1: Darnold would have done better injured, I think, than he did, than Mayfield did last game. I don't know.
2: I feel bad. I, I liked him. I thought he was good. I thought he did well for the Browns. I, I'm really confused, actually, what happened. And it's the same thing as Jeremy Garoppolo. I just don't understand why they don't see that this guy's pretty good. He got them. He gets them the wins. And he gets them to the playoffs. And, why they hate him so much. I just don't get it.
0: Yeah. He's just, he's good. He's not great. He's not like the shiny new toy. He's not a great runner. He can't throw the ball 70 yards, but he's a good quarterback. You're
2: absolutely right. And he's now got a lot of runway for them to show for him to show it. All you need is somebody that doesn't make mistakes. Isn't that how Tampa Bay won their first Super Bowl? Who's that guy? Trent Dilford. I mean, that guy sucks, right? But <laughs> he just could not make mistakes. Yeah. And he won them a Super Bowl. I mean, sometimes if you have all that talent around, that's all you need.
1: No, that's a fair point.
0: Yeah, the 49ers defensive line plays like they did. They could be back in the Super Bowl.
1: So that was my four picks. I ended up actually being net positive because two of my bigger bets came in. So I turned my $1,000 into $1,000 and 1,050.
0: Yeah, so after four weeks, Miles and I have each won two individual weeks, and I have a slight bank lead of 2663 to 2509. It is very, very tight.
1: At this point, I do want to say we have a listener that ends up tweeting out his picks to us every week, and he, between the three of us, ended up having the best week, and that was Donnie. Way to go, Donnie Wheels. Um he made a bet of three hundred dollars on uh, Tennessee on the money line. So he got plus money on that one. And he got it at one plus one sixty-two. And so uh he had a nice healthy seven hundred and eighty-six dollar win on that one. He also had Dallas as a winner for another five seventy-two. Uh so yeah, Don was uh was a winner for the week, so good for Don. Uh don't forget though, you too can make your picks by going to our Twitter website at one bet podcast. But uh Listen to
0: the deal on Spotify.
1: We have Just Gow with us.
0: Yeah, so we've put a thousand in our banks. We're going to turn our attention to week five, and Just Gow, we would love to hear your picks and your rationale and uh, why you do the things you do.
1: Lay it on us. And by the way, you're playing with us this week in in a straight up competition where I think what's at stake, I mean, I know you're in New York and, and we're in California, so we've been kind of doing meals and, and, and you know, betting little experiences here and there, but I think this, this one should be a punishment. I say the person that, that scores the worst between the three of us has to wear a seventies mustache for the week. <laughs> I love it. I'm not talking goatee. I'm not talking full on beard. I'm just saying, you know, village people. You know, police officer. Just the stash, and you got to explain to everyone why you're doing it.
0: Now, now, Jessica, I had said to Miles that maybe since there are three of us, the loser, this well, so the second place with the second place person, they should have to grow a mustache, and the third place person should have to grow half a mustache for the week But miles knowing that he did not look good in half a mustache decided that he didn't want to do that so it's just going to be the third
2: place person will have to grow a mustache for the week i'm fine with that but um i'm missing out on the meals so that's upsetting because that's my favorite what are your picks my favorite bet of the week is well okay first of all i didn't check is i have the chargers is justin herbert playing as far as I know, yes. So somebody had told me he they weren't sure if he was playing. Now, this guy is amazing, but I know he was, like, seriously injured, and that's what even makes him more amazing. Man, some of these guys that just are injured all the time, that's what I'm afraid Zach Wilson's going to turn into, and it makes me so upset. And there, and there are those guys like this guy who's going to be good for years, I think. And so – I didn't bet them against the Jaguars. I bet the Jaguars that day because I saw, you know, we were all watching on Thursday Night Football when he got totally injured. So I bet the Jaguars that day, and that worked out really well. That was so obvious, I think. But I was surprised last week that they won. I think that was against the Texans. Yeah. And I totally picked the Texans, the points, and they were right there. I can't believe the Chargers ended up covering. because The Texans kept coming back. But the Browns can suck it. The Browns blow. I got no problem. I don't care about the East Coast, West Coast stuff. It's only two. It went down to two and a half, I think, from three, which is a little interesting. But um, I'm I'm taking the Chargers, and that's my best bet for $500.
0: I love that bet. You don't know this, but I am from San Diego, so I am a long-suffering Charger fan. I'm also on the Chargers this week. I think for me, Austin Eckler finally woke up. They're not going to have Keenan Allen, but uh, I think the Chargers are trending in the right direction. Cleveland,
1: they've got some issues. So I I love that bet. Hey, both you guys are on that, and I have two words for you, and that's home underdog. (laughs) You guys watch yourself, okay? You're going against my very big principle.
2: You're saying you don't like the home underdog, right? No, I'm
1: saying you're picking against the home underdog, and they are, the home underdogs have been covering this year, some of them outright winning. So,
2: Yeah, I got no problems if it's the Browns. I mean, if it's a home underdog of somebody else, I don't know. The Browns are a mess. They're all, they were a mess at the beginning of the season.
0: Yeah, the only thing I, I don't love is the Chargers going east two weeks in a row. They do have to come back, and they have to go east again. But I, I'm with you. I think they win.
2: Chargers were where last – they were in Houston last week? In Houston. Well, did they even go back home? Sometimes they don't.
0: Oh, that's a good question. I don't know. Maybe they just hung out in Vegas. I don't know.
1: Yeah, oddly, the schedule makers, I think Seattle has the same thing this week. Is Last week they traveled east, and this week they're doing it again, and both for uh, the early game. So, I don't know. It's pretty weird.
2: Sometimes when they're doing that, they have two, they stay in the location that they are, practice maybe in Texas or something, or just go right to wonderful Cleveland. What a great town.
1: I am not a fan of the mistake by the lake, so, and, uh, you know, I, I, as I said, one of our uh, podcasts, uh, a euphemism for taking a crap is to uh, take the Browns to the Super Bowl.
2: <laughs> you know, and Cleveland can also, cite that Rock and Roll Hall of Fame is a bag of shit. Sorry, go on, <laughs> you were saying.
1: what? Uh, what is your second pick, Just uh, Cow?
2: My second pick is your favorite, the Falcons. Or was that David's? Who, who bet? I, yeah
1: I lost to the Falcons I had the Browns yeah I've
2: been bet I've been betting the Falcons all year they just keep covering and or winning and or winning uh it's now it went from eight and a half to nine that's what I saw and I know they're playing I can't stand betting against Tom Brady but um they don't look very good and so I see this as a really again, I'd probably put more money on it. Maybe this would have been my favorite if they weren't playing Tom Brady because <laughs> that's always going to be an issue. And obviously yeah. he's due for a breakout game. But uh, I like it. It's a it's a divisional game, and I like having the nine points. I don't think there's any issue with it. And I'm betting 300 for that.
1: Yeah, I looked at that game too, and, and that was one of my takeaways is – can Tom Brady win by nine points they just seem like he's not nearly as mobile. I
2: don't even know whether it's mobile or maybe it's mental. I mean, everybody's talking about what's going on in his marriage. And today I was listening to Howard Stern and they were talking about that. they, They said there's some sort of divorce issue going on. Yeah. There have been rumors about that. Right. Yeah. So now the rumors seem to get more real every day. So, I don't, you know, I mean, that could definitely cause a cause an issue. Although sometimes you see these guys like when their fathers die or something and they play better.
1: Yeah. That was Brett Favre back in the day. I think
2: right? yeah. Remember that? that's exactly yeah. what I was thinking of. Yeah,
1: no, I, I, I like this bet. And I, I, like I said, contemplated taking it. There's a few that, that I did not pull the trigger on, but uh, I like this one for you. So, it's and a um, the
2: third one is what was my third? Oh, uh, Oh, the Texans. Because, and against the jaguars see now this could be exactly what i was making fun of you with the 49ers and the rams right because why is jacksonville favored over anybody by seven mm-hmm. so it's possible somebody knows something but those texans just keep coming at you just like the jaguars and the jaguars as we just discussed don't close games so why not take the uh seven that's my least favorite bet but I'm taking them plus two hundred uh, for $200. bucks.
0: you have got some big road underdogs. I like it.
2: Yeah, I guess I do. I didn't even realize it's all road. No, the, I think the, yeah.
1: the Chargers are the, your, your road favorite. So that one I think is going to fail for both of you. Just <laughs> go with my theory. But, uh, but taking the points, I think this year you're better off taking the points. At least that's what the first four weeks have shown.
2: Sure seems that way, yeah.
0: Now you don't think Houston wins that game outright. Correct. You're just saying they're going to cover.
2: Um, I'm thinking they'll cover, but I think they could win. I mean, the Jaguars just wherever, whatever. They just keep letting teams back in all the time sooner. Like that happened last week, right? When yeah. playing the Eagles, right? I mean, How do you up 14 nothing and then don't cover a, a five or six point spread? I mean, that's insane. Turnovers. <laughs> so I don't know. I mean, maybe they're better at home. I think they kick the shit out of uh, the Colts at home, but. They have always played the Colts well at home, so I don't know something about that.
0: Well, I will tell you, Houston has won the last eight meetings against Jacksonville, so if that makes you feel any better, that is a that is a true fact, so that could uh, weigh in your favor. Oh,
2: is that right?
1: Well, there's a mustache a mustache on the line, Jessica, so those are your picks.
0: Yeah, I was just going to wrap, uh, wrap up Jessica's picks. He's got the Chargers um, at Cleveland, minus uh, three, 500 to win 476. He's got the Falcons on the road plus nine uh, over Tampa Bay, 300 to win 273. And Houston plus seven on the road at Jacksonville, 200 to win 190. Those are some good bets.
1: Miles, what do you got? This one might be the stupidest pick I ever made. Um, I'm taking Minnesota minus seven against Chicago. It's weird. Minnesota's undefeated at home this season, the Bears have not won a road game this season. The Bears are the worst when it comes to rushing yards allowed, and Dalvin Cook is a monster, and even if he gets dinged up, Madison's a pretty good backup. So I like the run game of of the Vikings. The Vikings this year have already beaten their NFC North opponents, Green Bay and Detroit, and I think both of those teams are better than the Bears. So I really think the Vikings are going to win. You know, the question is, are they going to cover the spread?
2: The Bears stink. I mean, they suck. As if you watch them play the Giants last week, especially. But that's the thing. The Vikings should be covering these kind of spreads at home all the time, at least at home. We know that guy doesn't play, cousin doesn't play well on the road, as we saw in London last week, too. But, um, yeah, they should be able to cover that spread, but I'm nervous about it, too. There's something wrong with that team.
1: Well, the Bears are 1-5 in against the spread in their last six away games. So I'm really hoping that, you know, They win by more than a touch. Six and a half, I'd feel a little better. Seven is uh seven could end up being a push, but hopefully they'll win by double digits. Uh, the Bears are not good.
0: Can we agree that the Bears are the worst two and two team in football? I mean, they beat the 49ers in week one in a monsoon and they beat Houston by a field goal at home. I mean, they're just awful. And actually, Miles, I wrote the exact same note. I wish the line were six and a half, not seven. But hey, as long as Kirk Cousins is not playing, you know, on the road or in some big you know primetime
1: Monday night or Sunday night game he's good yeah so that's my uh, my first pick my next pick it's another big bet also and this is the this is the Just cow 49ers you know in your face game it's Dallas getting five and a half against the Rams that does not look right why is Dallas getting five and a half against the Rams How about the Cowboys? look, to me, this could be an overreaction to me watching the Rams losing and saying the Rams aren't good. I'm going. I'm taking. I'm taking Dallas. Or it could be that Dallas's defense is very much like San Francisco's defense. They're aggressive, they get to the quarterback. They're going to put pressure on Stafford. That's kind of how I do see it. So the Rams have been so one-dimensional. Uh, it's basically Cooper Cup's been their whole team. You wouldn't even know that Allen Robinson's out there playing. So I'm saying Cooper Rush versus Cooper Cup.
2: I'm taking Cooper Rush this week.
1: Is it going to be Cooper Rush though? Dak Prescott is saying he's
0: ready, so there's a little bit of a question mark. Who's playing quarterback?
2: Jerry Jones said he's not going to let him play if there's any. He said something about whatever's bothering him it was his hand. It didn't sound like he was ready to play.
0: Well, and when your backup's four and zero, you don't have to rush your starter onto the field.
2: My question, Miles, is like, you know, that line went up from four and a half to five and a half. So
1: I know. I watched that move. That means the sharps are picking the Rams. So I'm I'm a little nervous because of that too.
2: I like it. I like the Cowboys in that. They've been playing really well. I mean, maybe they've been playing some bad teams, but the Rams are not great. So
1: Well, I saw that the Cowboys are ten and one against the spread in their last 11 away games. So I guess they're a decent team on the road and look, CD lamb finally got involved in the game. And I think Mike, Michael Gallup is, is healthy. So um, if the Rams are going to show themselves like they did on Monday night and have any repeat of that, uh, I like the, the Cowboys in that spot.
0: Miles, I don't know how you can call the Rams one dimensional Cooper cup only had 19 targets in the game a little bit of a shorter week for them, though, but 19 targets. It's insane.
1: Yeah. Uh, does the word double coverage mean anything to anyone? <laughs> yeah. So that brings me to my last bet, and this one is a pure lark, okay? I, I'm not comfortable with it. I'm only betting $110 on it because I just – I don't feel great about it, but it's, it's Pittsburgh getting 14 points against the Bills, and this is all about 14 points. I'm not playing – these are two professional teams. Okay. And it, last week, there were only two games that were decided by more than 14 points. And they were by 15 points just, the, and that's it. All these games are close. So I'm hoping that with, you know, uh, new quarterback and Kenny Pickett, uh, you know, the rookie receiver and George Pickens, you know, Najee Harris being healthy, that Pittsburgh can keep it a game. Um, I, I do think the bills are great, but, 14 points leaves open the possibility for backdoor covers and all kinds of stuff. So
2: I looked at that one too. And, you know, it's just one of those things where you don't want to bet against the bills, but uh, you're so right. And if I remember correctly, last year, the first game of the season, Pittsburgh beat the crap out of the bills in Buffalo. So I feel like maybe that's there. You know, everybody has that team that they just can't seem to put together Maybe there's a chance I, – I love that, that 14 points makes a lot of sense and the Bills have – I mean, they were blowing people out and now they're not, so yeah. sounds good to me. Well,
1: good. Well, hopefully that one that one turns. So those are my three picks. It's Dallas plus 5.5, 440 to win 400. Minnesota minus 7, that's 450 to win 428. That one, the, the betting line was minus 105. And then uh, Pittsburgh plus 14 against the Bills, that's a mini bet at 110 to win 100. Jeff, what do you think?
0: You are throwing Kenny Pickett to the Wolves in Buffalo. I mean, Buffalo held Lamar Jackson pretty tight in in Baltimore. So we're going to see what happens with Pickett on the road in his first start. Who knows? Maybe
2: it'll be the first game of a legend. God, I hope not. I can't take more Pittsburgh nonsense.
0: All right, so here are my three bets. I am also on the Chargers minus three over Cleveland. Yay! Yes, go Bolts. Uh, I, I, I am a Bolts fan. This is the first time I'm trotting them out. It's the first time I feel like I have a read on them. I think Justin Herbert is one week healthier. He played well last week against Houston. He's great. Yeah, the guy is a stud. He's got a rocket of an arm. And I think for me, the thing that really moved the needle was to see how they got Austin Eckler involved in the offense. He scored three t- three touchdowns. He'd had a slow start this season. They got him going. I think he's he's tough to stop. And I think that the defensive line of the Chargers is strong enough to hold Nick Chubb within reason. He's still going to get his yards, and they can get to Jacoby Brissett enough to disrupt him. I think there's just too many weapons on the Chargers. There you go. So I bet 420 to win 400. The VIG on that was only 105, uh, so I got a little bit of a discount there. That is my big bet. Now, I talked about the Lions a little bit before, saying why didn't they cover, and how do you give up that many points? Well, if you have a team that's giving up a ton of points, what do you do? You take the over. So I am taking the Detroit New England over of 46.5 points. I'm betting 330 to win 300. Here's another fun stat. The Detroit Lions are the only team in NFL history to have given up and scored a combined 280 points in the first four games. That means they're averaging 35 points, and they're giving up 35 points
1: in every game.
2: I can't believe that over under is only in the 40s. I mean, that's surprising itself.
1: Well, we don't know who's quarterbacking yet for New England is one. Oh, it could you know it could be Mac Jones. It could be this. Uh...
0: Whoever's quarterbacking, they only have to get their team an average of 12 points, and I will hit this over. You know. New England, they don't even have a great defense. They have the number 20th ranked defense. Jamal Williams on the Lions, great replacement for DeAndre Swift. He's scored two touchdowns in three out of the last four games. Hawkinson is huge. I just think that this game has enough offense to push it over the top. I like this number at 46 and a half. And my last bet is I have Miami minus three. Yes, I am taking a road favorite.
2: Listen, you son of a bitch. I'm going to tell you something right now. You got a lot of nerve coming here and telling me. (laughs) Who
0: are they? Wait, who are they playing, Jessica?
2: They're playing the New York Jets.
0: They're playing the Jets. (laughs) Well, I will tell you, I have them at 250 to win 208. Now, Teddy Bridgewater is going to be the quarterback, not Tua for Miami. And you know what? That's a good thing. You know what they call Teddy Bridgewater? Anybody? Teddy covers. Listen to this. Teddy Bridgewater has 63 games as a starter in the NFL. Against the spread, he is 42-20-1. He has the best record of any quarterback in NFL history with at least 20 starts against the spread. How about that for a can't-miss stat?
2: I thought for sure the Jets are just going to lose this game because Tua was playing so unbelievably. But there's another guy who just cannot not be injured, you know? So obvious. Uh, and now this guy comes in, and I know. It's it's making me upset because I, I know Miami's going to – they're going to win with a backup quarterback, and it's just going to make me really angry, you know? I mean, it's just going to make all the Jets fans angry because this is the opportunity. And you know they're going to lose. Every Jet fan knows it.
1: No, Just Jessica, this is where I interject and say Miami is a road favorite playing a home underdog, and this is where rule number one comes back in the play, stop. Betting the road favorites, damn it! I'm telling you, you never know. I think, I think that maybe they cover, maybe they lose by one, and then everyone's upset.
0: I love this bet. Miami uh, had a few extra days to uh, prepare because they played last Thursday. The Jets
1: last eight AFC East games; they are one in seven against the spread. And if I was the medical doctor for the for the Dolphins, I'd probably put Tua back in the game because even though they carted him off, he still had a pulse. So. <laughs>
0: Well, we have all marked our picks in the sand, and we are ready for these games to start. And we are playing for a mustache. Someone will have to post their pictures on Twitter looking like a 70s porn star.
1: I already had some of those that I had to have someone take down, so I don't know that I want to see those resurface.
0: (laughs) Well, as long as we're not an Antonio Brown level of exposure, we should be okay. Jessica, it's been so great to have you on the podcast. It's just flown by. We loved, uh, you know, everything you brought to the table. Uh, you know, I'm hoping you'll come back and join us again. It was really
2: fun. Oh, is he kidding? I love talking about picks. I mean, this is my favorite thing in the whole world. But I just felt I wasn't sure if I was allowed to talk every time you made a pick if I could say something. I didn't mean to interfere if I was doing that, but I, no. you know, I like spouting my horrible knowledge.
0: We love when you spout. If there's things you want to go back and spout about that you missed, please uh, jump in. I'll
2: tell you what I missed. We were talking about the Seahawks before, and that Geno Smith, the stupid ex-Jet. <laughs> I mean, I hate that guy so much. I was so angry that that's why I didn't pick. That's why I didn't pick the Saints this week because I'm like, what's that guy going to do? I hate him so much. He's never reliable. But this is what he does. See, he's teasing the Seattle fans. <laughs> He'll let them down. <laughs> You'll see. This is the guy. Remember who didn't understand the time change at the West Coast. Do you remember this? He didn't know how the time change worked, and he went to go see Gone Girl, and he missed the <laughs> practice when they were playing the Chargers. He's like, wait, there's a three-hour time difference? This guy's a moron.
1: Maybe he should be the head coach of the Denver Broncos because that guy isn't very smart either. <laughs>
0: Yeah, he's already tormenting the Broncos fan because he's got a higher quarterback rating than Russell Wilson right now.
2: They're playing the Saints this week, and I, I think I picked him again because the Saints are... I don't know what they're doing.
0: I'm so... The Saints are so hard to predict. They've got a kicker who can kick 65-yard field goals. Jameis Winston's out. Who knows? Taysom Hill's going to run the ball. A really, really difficult team to handicap, I think.
2: Yeah, you see the, the Giants where they were down to, like, no quarterbacks, and they are just doing the wild I mean, is that going to ha- That's why... I would have picked the Giants over Green Bay with the points, which seems like a no, but who's, who's quarterbacking? I don't even Right.
1: Know. No, I thought the same thing. And and I was looking at a lot of other people's picks and everyone's saying, you know, that they think Green Bay is going to do well. And Green Bay just hasn't
2: demonstrated the ability to blow anyone out. You won your Patriots bet or, or Dave did. Right. Cause that was uh, I
0: had the Patriots plus 10. Yeah, yeah. All those
2: points. And now they're getting eight and a half again. The Giants aren't playing horribly but uh, I, I, the Green Bay does not deserve to get eight points against anybody at this point.
1: Right, right. So I was thinking about that. That's going to be the one that got away. Yeah. Yeah, there's no home field advantage, right? How many people from Wisconsin moved to London? I don't think any. All right. Well, should we sign off and uh, do it again next week? Yeah, we managed to go the whole way without any fletch quotes. Do you have any fletch quotes that you like, Jessica? Uh, yeah,
2: that's why uh, I was going to order uh, if we were doing the dinner, and I uh, – Lost, I was going to be like, I'll have a steak sandwich and a uh, steak sandwich.
1: <laughs> there you go. <laughs> you
0: are swimming in Miles's pool right now, Jusco. He is the Fletch quote machine. All right, everybody, I'm going to sign us off. Thank you for joining Week Five of the One Bet Podcast. Check us out on Twitter. Send us your bets. Come back next week to see who won these damn things, Jusco, We're gonna we're gonna love to see you in the mustache. I have a feeling. Uh, I
1: got a shout out to my friends Bear and Letty Die, and of course. Love your
0: body learning. All right, everybody. Take care. Hi, I'm Lessa Cadet, host of her Extraordinary Life by Design podcast, where we celebrate women who are shaping their lives one extraordinary day at a time.